You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. And welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. I am not your host, Miranda Morales. I am dashing Dusty Murphy. Miranda is not here this week. She's got actual Lucha things to do. And uh, so I am being joined this week, as always, by who? Who? By Brendan Barr. That's who. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty great. How's it going for you, Brendan? Doing good. Yeah, so we don't have Miranda. Uh, we're going to keep this short and sweet to keep things at a nice quick pace for y'all. Um, so uh, we get, for those of you who haven't been paying attention or don't know, Miranda has is a ring announcer, is doing a bunch of things, including Pro Wrestling Revolution, which is this weekend. Uh, and I believe she's doing uh, promotional materials for that right now, which is what's as we record this. So uh, yeah. we will be uh, waiting eagerly for her PWR results, which is that also doubles kind of as my indie roundup that PWR is this weekend. General tickets are the only thing left. So we, we did a nice detailed show. We broke down a lot of the, well, no, we broke down everything between our interview and the detailed show that we, the uh, indie roundup we did last week. So if you aren't hyped for this card yet, we're not going to do it all over again. You don't worry. You can go back and listen to the other show. But um yeah, we're just I'm just excited. I've had uh I've had a couple of energy drinks and we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Going to be a great show this. Going to be good stuff. Uh so speaking of, yeah, I think you've yeah. got some news of the week. Yeah, I, I I really, like I said, because I wanted to keep this short, I've got one story and Dusty's got one story. They're kind of related. So um, uh, I saw it on Lucha Blog first. Uh, he did post a link to it, but Fabi Apache has announced that she is parting ways with CMLL. Uh, we do have uh, – she is a professional and she rounded out her dates, but it sounds like uh, there was just too much um, – politicking on either sides of it i think she wanted more than they wanted they didn't want her to wrestle certain wrestle certain people she wanted to still maintain dates in the indies that they didn't want her to is uh, what the speculation is so uh you know uh here we are uh the interesting thing is that means that she's saying that she wants to do more dates in the u.s so CML loss is our gain, really. We are potentially yeah, gaining uh, another fantastic woman's Lucha Libre star. Like, I mean, uh, it's, since we are already talking about Pro Wrestling Revolution, like, that's an easy fit to, to bring her up here once when she, when she gets the, the work visas. Oh, absolutely. Uh, exciting <laughs> to see her there. And, and they have the, the good matchups. Like, they have the exciting, yeah. the dream matchups. And so that would be very exciting. Right? 
yeah, no. That, so I am excited by the idea of her coming to the United States. Triple uh, A re- return to Triple A is not off the table, but that's not the the primary thing that she's been talking about at this point. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that story. But uh, Dusty, you had a, a, a sort of similar vein story for us. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of speculation this in the last few days this week that Taya has signed with one of the two larger American companies, either AEW or WWE. There had been rumors that started about a week ago as we record this, so roughly the middle of last week, that she was wrapping up her time with Impact Wrestling. And Taya has long talked about how she's a free agent. She's working without a contract in each place she's wrestling in. And so the only real reason to wrap things up with Impact under her current working relationship would be if she signed a contract with a different American company. And so we can infer quite a bit there that something might be going on. But how it will play out in the near future is anybody's guess. It's going to be quite interesting for AAA as well. The Taya holds the Reynas Championship. She's been announced for the World Cup. But we haven't seen Taya for several months in AAA. So there's a, a lot at play here. Interesting things going on. No real indication of the direction she's headed, but the fact that she's wrapping up with Impact gives you an idea that she signed with somebody else. She's going to be doing work with somebody else, and how that affects the Reina's championship will be very interesting. We've seen the kind of um, posturing, I guess, towards a relationship that AAA made towards WWE. She's got a history with Triple H there, but then also... WWE deeply misused Taya while she was there. She hardly wrestled. I think she only wrestled like four or five <laughs> matches. And so it could likely be AEW. They, you know, really are doing a lot for their women's roster, their women's storylines, trying to flesh that out. That's, I feel like it's a 50-50 shot to which company she goes to. But what happens to the Reina's championship is really interesting. Because we saw that working championship with AEW and AAA, but at the same time we saw AAA trying to do a working relationship of some kind with WWE with the whole Dragon Lee thing. And so there's a lot at play here and a lot of interesting dynamics, and that's where the real interest to me is, is what happens with the Reina's championship, what happens with the Lucha World Cup, do we see her drop the title, does she make it all the way to one of the triple manias before she drops the title. I think that we very likely see her in that match, the her title match against Lady Flummer. I think Lady Flummer would be a great choice uh, to be a brainless champion. So a lot of cool, interesting things going on here with Taya. Keep your eye on what she's doing. The not immediate future, but near immediate future is going to be very interesting and very exciting. So I, I do have to, to have a quick question here. It, we know she signed – well, we don't know. The rumor is she signed with a major American promotion, but that does, does, that does not necessarily mean she has to do anything with AAA, right? Um, or Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if it's AEW, they – especially if you were previously contracted with AAA, they seem to have no problem with that. As we've seen with uh, Penta and Phoenix, you know, wrestling for AAA. And Taya has a special relationship with AAA and Conan and everything as well. So I would think if it's AEW, it likely has less of an effect on the Reigners Championship. But if 
WWE wants to play nice with AAA and wants to try to make those inroads to a Lucha thing or a talent exchange, I think Taya would be an excellent person to start that kind of bridge program. And so there's a lot of interesting dynamics at play here and really interesting things that could happen. If it was almost anybody else, it'd be like, ah, I don't know. But Taya <laughs> is so special compared to the average wrestler, especially in the women's divisions. To, to your point, uh, if WWE is doing it, she has the locker room connections to create significant inroads for WWE. She is, to use the overabused term, she is what you might call a locker room leader. Yes. Like, <laughs> so she has the... Uh, she has the, the, the respect of the wrestlers as well as the respect of the management to really kind of add that leverage. So politically speaking, WWE signing her would be fantastic if inroads is what they're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, I mean, I, I think it's likely, I feel like it could be 50-50 <laughs> either way. But like I say, what, what happens with that Reina's championship and the AAA connection is really where things are going to get interesting. Mm-hmm. And and it does the the Fabi Apache return or leaving of CMLL does add to to this whole thing too. Just so people can understand where my head was at, because she also has a deep relationship with AAA. So Absolutely. If, yeah. So if Taya is one foot out the door, then maybe they pull in, they they pull a big return out of out of Fabi because you can get big headlines out of that. Mexico will go crazy for that headline. Absolutely. Um or or you go the other way where you put them back together and you can return to that dream match because that is a lucha women's dream match no matter who hosts it. So uh there's some yeah, the the, the, the lots of interesting things going on there. Um Okay. Sorry. I, uh, do you have any more on this, Dusty? Or is that... uh, no, that's it for me. Uh, <laughs> All right. Slide right into the indie roundup. Well, I kind of gave away the indie roundup here. All oh, I really yeah. want to do is uh, mention Pro Wrestling Revolution is going to be this weekend. Let me pull up the Facebook page here. We are looking at uh, John O'Connell High School. We're going to have several matches, like I mentioned in the uh, in the intro. They they're all sold out except for general admission. But uh, as someone who's been there uh, and and done this, if you still want to get a signature or you want to shake hands with some of these guys that are going to be in the VIP meet and greet, a lot of them are still there at the end of the night, and you will still have a chance. You just have to wait in a much longer line. So if uh, that's your deal breaker. Uh, you might have to, uh, you know, you, you might just have to get a GA ticket and take your chances. But uh, still going to be an amazing show. Commander, who we've talked about, is on the card. Gravity, uh, just all these massive and huge names. Again, we broke that down. So April 29th. Uh, I'm sorry. that's I'm looking in the future here. Uh, March 11th this weekend at... Uh, at the uh, now it's it's in San Jose, uh, so I said John O'Connell High School. I'm getting this all wrong. This is why we need Miranda here. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mount Pleasant High School, March 11th, uh, and we're going to have and still not to be underestimated in this because now I've got that graphic in front of me. Co- not just Commander, we've got. 
Vikingo. You're, I mean, come on. This is such a loaded card. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, only thing is general admission left is general admission tickets. Pro Wrestling Revolution, San Jose, Mount Pleasant High School, March 11th. So by the time the show goes live, it will be your very last chance to get there. Um, but that is uh, my quick indie roundup. As always, I'm going to ask for uh, uh, your submissions. I have been working a heck of a lot lately, so I am really a poor representative on this. I want to get out and get to your shows. So if you give me dates ahead of time, I can put in time off requests and I can go see your shows. Uh, and as always, we do our socials at the end of the show, so you can contact me directly if you need to. Um and with that, I'm just going to, since Miranda's not here, I'm just going to throw it out now. Let's go to uh, Denise Salcedo for our, our quick uh, wrap-up of the roundup of this week. Yeah, this week's Lucha Central Central. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Mass, Mats, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central Weekly podcast. One in English y el otro en Español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon.
Go to lucha-masks.com and fight lucha strong with masks from your favorite lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com powered by pro wrestling revolution. And we're back. And this week we'll start with some mildly WWE and AEW related <laughs> news. Uh, first up, we have Mascara Dorada, also known as Grand Metalik, also known as Metalik. We had kind of discussed this last week, but it came out in the news within the last week that he does indeed own the rights to the name Metalik. He's still planning on being Mascara Dorada in New Japan and in CMLL, but he can't do too much work with them right now outside of New Japan Strong. He's still working on his WWE US. And so if he works outside the country, it opens up a whole lot of issues. So he is not working outside the country until that is done. That's why he used the name Metalik. And then also in AEW, we saw Commander show up last week in a kind of crazy ladder match. It was, <laughs> I mean, that, that's a fair way to put it. it yeah. The winner got a shot at TNT champion Samoa Joe. And it it was a brawl. Commander did a lot of the rope walking. He kicked the ladder down a bunch of times. Like it was kind of awesome. Did the rope stuff. Everything you'd want to see Commander do. But the match was an absolute disaster. <laughs> Ortiz <laughs> and Kingston, they fought pretty much from the beginning of the match and then they were gone for like nearly but the entirety of the match. They they did the thing where they fought all the way to like behind the curtain. Yeah, the back. Stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we just—they just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, and then they—they they eventually made it back, but it was yeah, it was bizarre. And yes, the there were too many people, and there were too many instances of people going for like a really big spot or an oh my god moment, rather yes. than just trying to scurry up the ladder and win. That always suspends my disbelief a little bit, and I felt like this was especially egregious in this match. Uh, the other thing is about this match that came out was that Tony Khan had tried really hard to get Io Del Vecchio, but he could not get it arranged. And the kind of reading between the lines there is that, of course, Will Hobbs won the match. That was AEW's intention. But that perhaps AAA did not want Vikingo in a match that he wasn't going to win. And I think they made the right call, especially seeing the end result. He would have just been a guy lost in the shuffle. I felt bad for Commander that he didn't get a more high-profile spot. I really felt he was the standout of the match. The rope walk in particular really stood out to me. But still... yeah. He, he was the guy they got when they couldn't get Vikingo, which is interesting. <laughs> and it kind of ties into the WWE thing because apparently he's also – Commander is the guy that they want as well. He's the guy. We keep talking about that. He's uh, he's the guy that's got the big future on it. And that's kind of – I think that he was the perfect non-Vikingo uh, for this match because uh, Vikingo would not be elevated by this match, to your point. Will Hobbs was going right. to win. They needed Will Hobbs to win. But Commander got to be a standout. He got to be somebody nobody had seen before. His uh, social media presence has exploded since the, uh, the that match. Like uh, you can, if you want to see highlights of all of Commander's rope walking all the way back to his days in Monterey, 
you can see it on on Twitter now. Everybody has reposted that, like, and the, everybody is trying to argue about who's known him, been a fan of his longer now. You know, it's the old the OC hipster thing. I like yeah. him better on vinyl. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so uh, that was the perfect elevation for him. Um, I think that was a good call on their part to get him. I think uh, exposing him that way to the American audience means that now when he shows up to to San Jose in San Francisco or Chicago or anywhere else that he's been signed, L.A. He's been he's signed for the uh, WrestleMania weekend stuff. Uh, people are going to be there wanting to see him now. He's not going to be the surprise thing. They're going to they're people buying tickets to go see him. So I think that yeah, that was the good spot there. Yeah, I agree. He's really done a lot to build up his name in the last year. He showed up in Gleet in Japan, which is like a mixed martial arts and wrestling um, promotion. He teamed with Bandito and had a an incredible tag match last October. And so his international star is rising, and I think this is going to be the year of Commander. He's still under contract to Chaos at this time, but apparently WWE is very interested in Commander, and they have enough money usually to help people get out of those contracts <laughs> if they oh, want yeah. it. It's and, a nice contract you have there. It would be a shame if some billionaire bought it out. Yeah. But it's exciting that they signed Dragon Lee. We'll touch on Dragon Lee in a moment here. But also Commander is on WWE's radar. The fact that these are the guys they're looking at shows that they have an eye on some of the best talent in Mexico. And if WWE is going to make a play for Lucha, which we've kind of discussed with the Taya thing, these are the people you would want. Like if you were going to build a a seven or eight person Lucha roster to help your Lucha – you know, group or help make inroads into Mexico. These are the guys you would want. These are the top talents. And Dragon Let's Lee. Let's not underestimate the value of that that one luchador they have by the name of Rey Mysterio. Absolutely. Right? That's that's who every <laughs> luchador looks up to. And, and they all want to work with him. So yeah. Yeah. And well, and lots of people like Taya know Rey Mysterio, and so yeah. you've got that connection there, and. The things they've done with Dominic have to be very promising to a lot of people, too, because that's exciting yeah. and a, maybe a non-traditional use of Lucha. You know, when they brought him <laughs> in as a baby face, I never could have predicted what we see now, but that's what makes it work. And so I, I think there's a lot of exciting things going on in WWE for Lucha right now. Dragon Lee is actually headed to the Performance Center this week, and yeah. – there is no current timeline on his debut, but because it's this week, we likely won't see him in the WrestleMania season. But as things progress, I think that it's likely they're going to want him to do some training. They, after the whole thing with the original and now again Mystico and the original Sankara WWE, he bypassed their training system and immediately went to the main roster and it caused some issues. WWE was quite unhappy about that. They allowed it to happen because it worked with Alberto Del Rio. And so they likely will not let that happen again. They're going to want him to get some matches in the American style, the NXT style, the WWE style, the camera, all of that. He's more ready than most, but they're still going to want to see that out of him. And so I think it's likely we see him debut sometime between June and SummerSlams, like June and mid-August. 
I think he's going to be a very big deal. I don't know that we see him in NXT terribly long. Apparently, his NXT deal is one of the highest paying NXT deals that is out there right now. If they're putting that kind of money at him, he's getting fast-tracked. Yeah, and and, and should be for good reason. If if you're listening to this, you know who Dragon Lee is. You know what he (laughs) can do. But there's a lot of American fans that don't, a lot of people that just don't have the – the, the people Not who watch every game. Monday and Wednesday, yeah, they just, yeah. It, so. And that's fine. And, and to your other point, TV is would be his, in my opinion, his biggest weak spot. Like, sure, he did work in ROH where they have TV cameras, and he, but the style of TV work is different. Like, they, absolutely, they just they don't play to the camera in ROH. They just wrestle and ignore the cameras. Whereas in WWE. They want you to engage that camera. They want you, if you're in pain, to turn and look to that camera and sell into the camera. They want you to, uh, you know, they want you to, to play up to the camera from the moment you walk out the ramp to the moment that you go all the way back, whether you won or lost. They, they, you are engaging an extra audience member just by lo- working with that camera, and that's this very specific WWE sort of thing. That's what the E is, entertainment. They want They want the fans to feel engaged and entertained. Absolutely. And they do a great job with that. When you can mix the talent of somebody like Dragon Lee with the media savvy and entertainment business savvy of WWE, who, let's face it, for better or for worse, are the number one company and likely always will be the number one wrestling company in America. The the name recognition and value is one of the great American brands now. I mean, on par with like Ford or Coca-Cola, WWE synonymizes wrestling for a lot of people. It's true. And so I, I think that it's going to be very interesting. They've been doing a lot of good things. We touched on the Dominic thing they've been doing, but so much excellent stuff still going on with Dominic. He had a match last week on SmackDown with Santos Escobar, the former EO Del Fantasma. Great lucha match. I was very excited for this. I wasn't sure how they were going to do it, but they we, had – go ahead. We were talking a lot about how this was going to play out last week. And I even still, neither of us ta- use this this version of it. So, sorry, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's true. And they had, uh, it was a pretty good match. Rhea Ripley got involved. She hit the riptide on Santos. And WWE has this weird thing about men and women, like the moves they're allowed to hit. They actually, it's part of their contract with Mattel for the toys that the men and women won't be allowed to wrestle. So they have to get Mattel's approval before they can have a woman put their hands on a man or vice versa. So the fact that Rhea Ripley was able to hit the riptide on Santos Escobar is a huge deal. The fact that he was willing to take the riptide says a lot about Santos. I thought that was a a really cool thing for him to do just a great spot in the match dominic wins he take after the match he takes ray's mask and tears it ray's music hits and he confronts dominic and dominic says he'll only give him the mask back if ray hits him and so he drops the mask and starts to walk away but as ray reaches for it dominic comes back and hits him with a sucker punch Ah, so good. We're building to the WrestleMania feud. Looks like it's likely going to be for the mask. Ray versus Dominic in the Apuestas match. We've seen the mask figure in to a lot of the stuff lately, especially starting at Royal Rumble and on. 
I, I think that's where we see it go. It also came out this week with Dominic that he had contacted Vicky Guerrero and had gotten her permission to copy Eddie's catchphrases and his moves, his Eddie dance. Vicky gave him some topics, some tips on getting heel heat. She came up with the idea that he needed to be called Ripley Mommy at every choice, every chance rather. And if you haven't seen Vicky in person, I have I've been to see presidents, I've been to school closure meetings, I have heard some boos, but I have <laughs> never, ever heard anybody get booed, heckled, hissed, whatever you want to call it, like Vicky Guerrero. I have never she comes out and says, Excuse me, and women that were just sitting there on their phones the whole time jump to their feet and throw things. Like I have never <laughs> And this is a global response. This is not yes. just like in the U.S. Like when she's in Mexico or Japan, she gets the same response. I I have <laughs> never seen a heel get heat like Vicky Guerrero. She oh. is so good at what she does, and I am so pleased that she is kind of Dominic's coach. We touched on this last week. You know that Vicky was leaving AEW. Rumors were that she was headed to WWE, but the fact that she's kind of coaching Dominic on how to be an effective heel and the type of heel that Vicky was and that Dominic is right now, I yeah. am so excited for this. Like. I, I just thinking about it gets me all excited for what's going to happen at SummerSlam with Dominic. I, I really think we see he and Vicky pair up. I, I cannot wait. I remember some of her work <laughs> with Edge when they were teamed up and oh, the responses my. she would get. Remember how mad people would get? And I, I just can't wait. Like, it's been a long time. We talk, with MJF, this is kind of the thing, and W, or in AW rather, but he's, he was a heel, but now he's turned into the heel you love. Like, he gets cheered. Not Vicky. Nobody loves to cheer Vicky. She's not the heel <laughs> you love. She's the heel you hate. She's good with that. And I love that. She's so good at making everybody <laughs> hate her. Like, I, I go into shows a lot of the time knowing, well, that's just Vicky, Vicky doing what she, Vicky's going to do. And I've got a big grin on my face the first time she says, excuse me. But by the end of the promo, I'm ready to throw stuff at her. <laughs> <laughs> it's the magic of Vicky. She is <laughs> truly one of the best. And, and I would say non-wrestling heels or non-wrestling rudos but she has gotten physical on occasion <laughs> even in AEW which just and adds to the mystique because she does, does not wrestle and, like a wrestler no and at her age and being willing to be the butt of the joke like that like that's she's such a cool person and so much cool going on there and the the coaching Dominic she understands wrestling especially compared to a lot of people and you know, even spouses, because she became an on-screen figure, and she, yeah, Vicky is the best at what she does, Absolutely. and to have a coach like Vicky Guerrero is one of the most exciting things that could happen for somebody like Dominic. When you think about, you know, his dad, Conan, uh, training at Centino Brothers Academy, now Vicky Guerrero, this mm -hmm. is the kind of lucha pedigree that well, nobody gets. Well, that's um, what happens. A lot of people don't understand the intangibles of being a multi-generation wrestler, right? Absolutely. Uh, but that is one of the – because he grew up, he was around all these wrestlers. The reason that he worked so well with Edge uh, and, and all of that is because he, he – it was just wrestling to him, right? Like he, he said in an interview with Conan that, you know, he was nervous as all hell. But at the same time, he – it was, you know, 
once he got in that comfortable spot, it's just wrestling to him, so he could do it. And and yeah, he's got all those connections. Like, I mean, can you imagine? He's got he's got Rey Mysterio's um, telephone at his fingertips. He yeah. can call anybody. He can call Conan. He can call Vicky. He can call people in Japan. I mean, you know, he, he can call Ultimo Dragon. Like, just yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, and and somebody I think that he may have talked to too. We don't hear about it, of course, the cross divisional lines and whatnot. But Chris Jericho. Chris and Ray wrestled a lot of matches. They were in WCW together, then WWE. And I'm I starting to see a little bit of that Chris Jericho type of heel from Dominic, I think. Or maybe it's just that his confidence is so strong that I'm getting a similar vibe. <laughs> well, yeah, it's hard I to, just compare, love to not compare his doing. character to what Chris Jericho does all the time. Because Absolutely. Chris Jericho has always had that, that confidence, like... So when he was first starting out as a baby face, Lionheart was about the confidence of, I'm small, but I think I'm going to win anyway. And then later it was, I don't care what you think, I'm going to win. And I'm so confident in my ability, I'm going to just say all the most absurd things, like I am the master of 1,004 holds. And, and yeah, you have to compare that because that's what Dom's doing now. Like, he has no business being in the ring with any of the people that he's in the ring with in character. But he's just carrying it on himself. Like, not only does he think he should be in the ring with them, but he thinks he's going to physically destroy them. And <laughs> how can you not compare that to Chris Jericho's overconfidence? Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> fantastic. So many good things for Dominic. If you had told me a year ago that, like, Dominic would be – and like I say, he's probably the second best heel in WWE. Roman is doing good things, but, <laughs> like, for, for for Dominic to be second best only behind Roman, I would have never believed it, and especially it took, separated from Ray like that. Yeah, it took it took Roman years to reach that stride. It like, absolutely did. That was the biggest discussion for the longest time, is why are we getting this Roman Reigns guy? We don't like him. We don't want him. He's not good on the mic. And he it felt like it just changed overnight, but it was a slow progression. Very it, slow. Yeah, if it had not been for the, the Thunderdome or whatever they called it, where all the fans <laughs> were on video and they could pipe in their reactions, I don't know that the Roman thing would have worked out the way it did. I mean, they were able to kind yeah. of steer it without the fans interacting, yeah. and that, that allowed the story to play out. But Dominic, on the other hand, they leaned into it. They leaned into what the fans were saying, and and in doing that, they made him so much better and just fantastic. And as Brendan mentioned, like his self-confidence and belief <laughs> in self is just amazing, and he and his – his inability to see himself objectively or like outside <laughs> of himself and that he thinks he's for real hard for real an ex-con and it's just beautiful they've hit on something fantastic and and very un-WWE like fashion they haven't beat us to death with it they give us just little bits and pieces here and there and that makes it so much more rewarding when we get it. I'm more excited about it. Even on social media, they, you know, have been very uh, hesitant, yeah. I guess, with, with content. Uh, and it just leaves you wanting more. They never give you enough. Yeah. Yes. Restrained is a great word for it. Yeah. And 
it it just you want so much more in such an exciting way. I I've talked about it with Miranda before. I stopped watching WWE. I would only watch certain matches on Hulu. I didn't watch the whole <laughs> thing. But with the Dominic thing and the with Ray going on and the Roman Reigns thing and the Seth Rollins, I have been watching WWE every week lately. I've been very excited about it. But I have never yeah. more excited than when Judgment Day, when we see Rhea and Dom. I think they are much bigger than Judgment Day. I can't imagine that in a faction with Finn Balor that they would be the stars, but they are. I think we'd likely see women's champion Rhea at WrestleMania. And so there's so much that's just a rocket strap to that pair. And what an odd duck pairing that works so perfectly. <laughs> to, to what you were referencing there, it's the, for the first time, because you have three different storylines that are so good and can, and are being so subtly used. You, you have, you feel like you have to watch, the whole episode because you might miss a tiny little thing. This is like the last time SmackDown was like that was when you were getting Bray Wyatt Easter eggs. And yeah, and, and that only works for people that worked for people that wanted Bray Wyatt. But when you've got three different storylines, there's you're feeling like you're gonna miss something. You don't even want to leave the room to go to the bathroom at that point. Like I I was at work and that was just on in a room that I went into. And I had to wait until a commercial break because I didn't want to miss what was going on, <laughs> even though I was going to watch the show when I got home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I work at a college, and when I first started working there, AEW was brand new, and I would occasionally see kids watch it on TV on the dorms or occasionally see a W or a AEW shirt, but not much WWE. <sighs> but lately, every Monday and Friday, I like in the dining hall, in the dorms, somebody is watching WWE. And it's very exciting for me as a fan to see that younger people are engaging as fans too. And that, you yeah. know, a lot of these people grew up with WWE and kind of aged out of it. It wasn't cool anymore, but WWE's figured out that cool formula. And Dominic Mysterio is a huge part of that. Which when they, yeah, when they look yeah. back on whatever they name this era as, they will, they're going to almost definitely you refer to this as one of the pivot points. It's, it may not be as crucial as Hulk Hogan showing up on Bash at the Beach, but it is a defining point of the it, it um, ruthless aggression promo. Let's let's use that counter example. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that, yeah, Dominic is going to be one of the big stars. I have never been more confident in Dominic Mysterio and in Lucha in WWE than I have right now. Well, we we have his success to thank for it, in my opinion. I think Absolutely. if Dom was not as over as he was, that this massive effort that put for their luchadors would not be as strong. And the fact that they were willing to work until they found what worked for him and what was what clicked, and it clicked so perfectly. Big things for Dominic. Big things for WWE. A lot of great stuff there. Hopefully, we'll have more next week. I cannot wait until they make the Poistus announcement for WrestleMania. You know, there's going to be a Poistus announcement, so I hope I have that for you next week. But yeah, we we didn't we didn't state that enough. Dom tore Rey Mysterio's mask. Like, it was the mask that he gave Santos, so there's an extra little twist and turn in there. But that is lucha behavior that says, a Puesta's match is imminent. Yes, yeah, yeah. Once you dis disrespect the mask, like, it's an Apuestas match. Yeah. And 
Very cool stuff there. And it'd be nice to see a for real Apuestas match with a big stakes feel in WWE finally. That's not like mask versus title or mask versus whatever. You know, like it's, it's important. A lot of big things on the line now. Father versus son. A lot of cool dynamics. And like I say, it's the best I've felt about WWE and Lucha in years. And so I'm very excited to see that play out. We will have more WWE news for you next week. Uh, same Lucha time, same Lucha channel. This is usually where Miranda starts the well, announcements. So, oh, go ahead. so before we, before we close out the show, uh, we jumped ahead a little bit. I wanted to swing back around because uh, you were talking about the ladder match. You made some allusions to AEW's ladder match and how some people felt about that. So I figured this would be a good opportunity for us to kind of weigh in on that a little bit. Like, so what? What we're I'm referencing is that the there was a lot. Dusty mentioned there were a lot of spots uh, where it. Felt, uh, the action felt a little more forced. Uh, the internet specifically was very divided on having the locker room of referees empty out so that they could all hold the ladder at the end of the match. Yeah. Uh, and that, so there was a lot of discourse on that spot in particular where they said some fans said that took them out of the match and other fans said, what's the big deal? I barely noticed it until a bunch of you guys pointed it out. And... Um, I'm guessing by your statement, Dusty, that you're a little bit more on the that seemed unnecessary side of it. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of having the the ref come out and hold the ladder and you know the refs rather. Uh, I thought that was a little weird, and the whole thing kind of suspended my dis or uh, broke my suspension of disbelief while I watched it. It was just a mess. It, and yeah, yeah. I feel I, like. I, oh, go ahead. I felt like there was too much going on to to see everything, and and maybe it was just me. I was watching a lot of what Commander did personally, like the shooting star press <laughs> onto yes. the ladder, um, yeah. the you know the blue thunder bomb off the ladder. There were just a lot of cool spots, but I felt like. Shooting Star Press onto the ladder, Blue Thunder Bomb off the ladder. Why not just climb the ladder and try to grab the? You know what I mean? Like that's, get up there, win. Like that's it's just been that's been my problem for ages. Like you, know, I can't remember exactly which Luchador did this, but one of them did a double jump at one point and a different match. Uh, off of they they jumped from the ground to the top of the turnbuckle in one jump, and then ran the rope and jumped up to the top of the ladder. But rather than going for the belt they then did a moonsault off the ladder like you were there <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were fast enough you could have grabbed it before those idiots even blinked uh, and yet what you did instead was go you know and uh, you can argue that it's um they're in the mind of being offensive or whatever else but yeah you're right that's it's uh it's a weird feeling to to see that and sometimes even the casual fans are going to look at that and go, what's going on? I feel like that's what happened more is that once you reach the, the point where uh, you have a massive structure of ladders and you have to have multiple referees appear out of nowhere to hold things, you, re you run the risk that you're going to, uh, to ruin that, uh, 
that uh, kind of mutual acceptance where you where fans will turn a little bit of a blind eye to obvious problems like why didn't the referee disqualify somebody why is this being allowed and then instead you're you know now you're just like well it's a cooperative show so uh. yeah especially once the ref held or the refs came out and they held the ladder and everything i i didn't yeah. care for that spot that's really I, well, yeah. anything you see in wrestling that gives you the feeling that the fix is in, I feel like takes you out immediately. And even if it's a storyline where the fix is in, <laughs> it, it ties into the scripted nature of everything for mm-hmm. me. And it, yeah, I, I'm watching a TV show and I'm not engaged in the moment when I so, see things like that. So in fairness, I will, I will, uh, say that the other side of that very validly pointed out that they were not, they're not the kind of fans who normally see that. So they were too busy looking at the top of the ladder rather than the bottom of the ladder. Uh, as long as commentary doesn't say anything about the, the referees holding it, it, you can keep some of those fans. And unfortunately we live, uh, in the world, in the post ECW world where you have to have bigger and more spectacular car accidents each week in order to keep people new people tuning in uh so they have to try it uh i i'm with you in that i didn't think feel this that particular spot and a lot of the spots in the second half of the match uh struggled with a lot of that but uh i also support them trying to do this i enjoy that they put commander in a position where he's like let me do something wacky and let me try a blue thunder bomb you know and because we just we saw some of that to go all the way back to uh Mysticies slash Sin Cara. Um, he did, was in, in the ladder match early on and he tried some of that and that's how he got hurt. But this, you know, just kind of, I, anyway, I, because it was such a hot topic, I wanted to get some opinions on it. It's a pity Miranda's yeah. not here because she would, I know she would have an interesting take on this one too. Yeah, yeah, this is. Yeah, disappointing that she's not here with us for that one. <laughs> she would definitely have an opinion. Uh, but she will be back with us next time. And if you want to follow Miranda on social media, <laughs> you can follow her at the hashtag. That's hashtag spelled out H-A-S-H-T-A-G, the hashtag Miranda. And she's on Instagram, and she's also on Facebook. And Brendan, do you want to tell our listeners where your social media is? Absolutely. I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. That's the numbers. 321 T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And I'm all over the Twitters. And I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy. And I am on Facebook at Facebook dot com slash dusty murphy and as always you can find lucha central at luchacentral.com and uh they have social media uh facebook you can find lucha central i believe they are at lucha central on instagram and lucha underscore central at youtube uh for all your lucha needs and more check those out and check us out next week we will be here same lucha time same lucha channel Shut up. Shut up.